You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who? A fun mashup exploring over 60 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold on tight. You never know where the crew of the TARDIS is going next. Merry Christmas. I'm the Doctor. What's up there? Goblins. Time travelers are great. Like, wow. Ah! Hold on tight. Who are you? Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are here, and it, it is the holiday season, and we got... The first Christmas special in what seven years? I think it's been quite so. a while. Yeah, it's been quite longer some than time. I'm willing to to think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, 2017 and, was the last one. Okay, so just about so six years, so not bad. And you know what? It was nice to have a true Christmas special. It you was. know, it was it was fun, and it was great. To, you know, to see a doctor in there that was already comfortable with the role with already playing the character and not like, Oh, I'm going to sleep through 90% of the episode. Oh my God. Yes. Thank God. They, yes. yeah. they dispensed with that. Exactly. And so I thought it was a lot of fun. And so we got Shooty's doctor, Dr. 15 in his first full episode. And mm -hmm. We got to meet Ruby Sunday, and it's going to be a ton of fun to talk all about the church on Ruby Road. And there's going to be spoilers, folks. So, how exciting! <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, you know, so it's going to be a ton of fun <laughs> to spoil the hell out of this one. And if you haven't had a chance to watch it, folks, why not? Why have you not watched it, folks? This is such an awesome. Um, return to form for Doctor Who in a lot of ways. And it also felt fresh and new, and it's paving a new way. And we'll get it all into this. And we have a great crew to talk all about this. Of course, let's welcome our guests for tonight. We're welcome with Shannon Clute. Hello, hello, everybody. Happy holidays for you. Happy holidays. And Dave Chapman's back. Hello, hello, hello. It's always good to have you two with us. And we, of course, are joined by our regulars. Ms. Mary Ogle is here. Hi, everybody. Fantastic Yay. to be here. Yay. And Mr. Howdy himself, Mike Gordon, is here. Yay. Howdy. Woo. Happy holidays. Happy it's holidays. Howdy to all you guys. It's Howdy Mike time. It's Howdy Mike time. You got to make that into it's a song. I've got to, you know, I've got to keep that off. Yeah, you know, we need we need a recording of that. We oh, we I, are. I will it. only allow it if Shooty sings it. Oh, Shooty <laughs> <laughs> and Ruby. He, he does have a fabulous voice. It's true. He, he does, does have yeah, a fabulous it voice. Good. Yes, he does. He and has a fabulous everything. 
<laughs> yeah, he's yes, just he fabulous. Mm -hmm. He is fabulous. You know, folks, if you definitely would love to hear from you guys at home, please write us. What are your thoughts on the holiday special? Did you like it? Did you not? You know, I've seen both sides from everything. So this is going to be an interesting conversation. And you know what? Feedback at our station, who is the best way to get in touch with us. And we definitely would love to hear from you guys. All right. Let's jump in with both feet. You know, it's interesting. You know, like I hinted at, most, most regeneration stories or first doctor stories, they're getting used, the doctor is getting used to his new form. Am I a good man or am I a bad man? You know, or, you know, who am I type thing. And the th cool thing about this, Shooty jumps into this comfortable with who he is. No regrets, nothing. He's free of any of the burdens that the doctor had before. And they touched eh, on that. That's not entirely true. To a lot of it, yes, it is true. Because he, you know, he has a past. That's a fact. But he, you know, he is not all brooding and dark and worried about everything. Like, you know, past doctors in the series and such. I've felt a, 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 almost like a freshness to it. Like, like a more carefree. There's almost like a reckless abandonment to it. A little bit, you know, exactly. You see that when you first see Shooty in this episode and he's dancing in, on the dance floor, wearing a kilt, by, of all mm -hmm. things, you know, which was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And it was it was neat to see. And I I loved it. You know, he knew what kind of doctor he was already. He knew, you know, exactly who he was. It wasn't like he was discovering himself in this story, you know. Well, you know, I'm not sure. And, I mean, that's not entirely true. There was some, in the end, when they're talking about adoption, I would say well, that, that there is some of that, some of that. Well, he, you know, he said, you know. about his, who he really yeah. is. Well, they, they touched on it. You know, he was basically saying he was abandoned also, you know, an abandoned child, and he just found out about it. And that was really well done. And I loved the okay, power that they... I'm just What's waiting because I, I know the Chibno bashing is about to start. So I'm just trying to mark, <laughs> just trying to mark the, uh, the, the minutes because that we're into this because, uh, we're actually, about like, we're, we're right on the brink of Chibno bashing. So I no, want to make sure actually, we, we mark well, that's that. That's a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually not, I was not even going to think about talking about Chibno there, but it was interesting in the last three episodes of the, between the two, last two specials and this, They've brought up the timeless child more times than, you know, we had gotten in the, you know, end of the Jody era. Oh, yeah. So, RTD is leaning into it. <laughs> yeah. Big time. He's like, I don't that care what anybody surprise. else says. I'm going there. Yeah. I mean, the door was open, to. so why not? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I said mean, he was not going to retcon it. He said he wasn't going to undo anything for him to, to, he had to. There's nothing else that could be done. This is the end of the last Doctor was what the heck is going on? That's that's where this story had to pick up. Well, he could so have think, ignored you know, it. He could have, but I think but, that would have done a disservice to, to the yeah. plot. And instead of ignoring it, he's embracing it. I mean, right. that's what that's what really ties the Doctor and this companion together in a way that we haven't really seen before. Um, it's either been random 
or a random occurrence. I, I should put that in quotes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, most important person in the universe, you know, thing. Uh, I've already seen, you know, the wave of, 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 of hate coming from about this episode about like, Oh, here we go again. The most important companion is the most important person. I don't, that's, I, I don't the, feel that RTD's not, I don't, I don't feel a Clara vibe here. I don't no. feel like he's going for that here. I feel like Russell's using it as character moments, a character bonding rather than like important, like, yes, she's going to be important to him as all companions should be to the doctor. But as far as, uh, you know, her significance beyond that, I mean, it remains to be seen, but I, I think it's way too early to call that shot right now. She actually reminds me more of Amy and Rose, to be perfectly yeah. honest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. Very much you have like that, that bright energy that Rose had at the very beginning with um, Eccleston's doctor. But then you have like the coincidence thing that kind of lined up along the same lines as the crack in the wall with Amy. Mm -hmm. So there's just like too many, like for me, at least too many like nostalgic connections that Ruby Rose has to, you know, these other companions from the past. Mm -hmm. And I think it's well, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I, I, no, you I go say ahead. It's, you go It's your no. turn. You yeah. do. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, what? Think past over sixty years. What companion is a favorite that doesn't have a plot arc? That doesn't have a backstory. That doesn't have right, a right. story. Mm-hmm. All of the best do. And and, oh, yeah. and for all the you know moaning that RTD gets. Um, boy, you certainly see a lot of it in the last month. I'll tell you that more than I, I saw, you know, the whole year leading up to this really. Um, but, uh, I mean, he gave, he gave Ruby so much character development in this more character development in this one episode than like, Right, I'll go. Then, nine minutes and twenty three seconds. Then, Shibla gave all three of his companions for all, or all three of her companions for the entire run of that series. Oh, completely. yeah. Yep. I mean, it's just, yeah. and it's so skillfully done. It's not, you know. And I think it, that's it's, something it's that really well done. I think that's something that Russell does really well is that he does yes. develop really great companion characters, and mm-hmm. they are in depth there is levels to them there's a backstory to them they're real people when it comes to the story yeah when it comes to the story that i feel like even moffat kind of missed out on like he didn't Mm -hmm. even go as deep as what russell can go so i think it's really interesting that we're going to have this deep character again that we can actually connect to as a human being yeah, I wasn't sure about Millie Gibson in the beginning, to be honest, when she was first announced, but I'm invested in mm-hmm. her character now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I love her. No, agreed. Agreed. And I liked her character and I liked her little bit of a backstory. Mm-hmm. I loved right from the very beginning, the first, you know, one of the first times you see her, she's being interviewed for one of those, you know, find your history tv shows Mm -hmm. and i loved the thought of that and it explained you know 
about it and everything. You had the narrator at the very beginning, you know, talking about, you know, her being left at the, at the church right before midnight on Christmas Eve. And it was, but then when you first see her and she's very likable, she's very charismatic. She's, you know, she's, she's an everyday type person. She has all these different interests and everything. And she just happened to have a series of bad luck happening right around her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no, there's no just happened to about it. Yeah. <laughs> we we literally see the arms and hands. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad luck is being created. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think that, you know, he does such a great job and yes, I know that, you know, it, it is a some people have issues with the families being involved or whatever, but I find them all compelling. Um mm -hmm. they don't annoy me um at all. Um, you know, I want to see more of them actually. The the whole, as you pointed out, Mike, I mean, when, shortly when we're introduced to her, she's doing the interview. And apparently, I mean, he even said in the behind the scene thing that Russell said that's going to be the spine of this season is trying to figure out who her parents are, what that mystery is. Um, and we don't know. Like, it's just it's way too early to call that for all the people out there moaning. I just, you know, I wish they'd back off a little bit and let, let RTD have some breathing room here because I think I think he's he's shown that this doctor and this companion already have more of a connection because of their adoption their foundling status than a lot of other you know doctors and I mean that's the other thing they're great and they have great chemistry together yes yeah. yes yeah. completely yeah. absolutely there's no yeah. question on that the chemistry from the very first scene on the ladder was just amazing it was they were great together right there and you know it it worked perfectly and you know i was ready for that ladder scene to be oh here we go really bad green screen or really bad effects we never got that these mm -hmm. were really good special effects in this this episode. this episode was shot like a movie like it yeah. was really well done. That was something that I noted the first time I watched. It. I was like, "Wow, this looks amazing. This doesn't look mm -hmm. like the Doctor Who that I remember from 2005. Like this is this is massively different. <laughs> no. Massively oh, different. Oh, honey, honey, you, you go back that far, dude. 1977. I know, yeah. but I'm I'm going back to like my first, you know, interaction as well as. Russell T. Davis, like that was his, mm. you know, the birth of his era or his no, first time. So like, yeah. you know, just to see that difference just for him as a showrunner. And yeah. honestly, that's also the more fair companion. That's the more fair comparison than going back to the 70s right, and 60s. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think it's, I think he's justified in calling the next series season one. Because I do think it is a, a, at least a soft reboot of, of the entire show. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be very different having the, the Disney money and the Sony money and just, um, you know, having Bad Wolf involved and RTD involved. I, mm -hmm. You can already see the difference. Mm -hmm. I'm already oh, so much more invested after watching, after, actually after only watching the Star Beast, but after watching all four episodes than I ever was in, in the, here we go with the Chibnall bashing, in the Chibnall era, not because minutes, of Cody Whitaker, but because of, you know, everything is at such a higher level 
and it's it's very appointing, oh. apparent when they came the through the clouds moment. and they showed the pirate ship yeah. that was just awesome that was yeah i mean awesome. it's beautiful cool. to, to watch definitely mm-hmm. got some terry gilliam vibes yes uh, yes from that. and 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 that is not a critique that is not a critique. I, I love that, you know, Russell's wearing his influences on his sleeve here. Like there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that's in this that, uh, you know, that, that he's playing around with and, and I love it. I, you know, he's not, he's not ashamed of it. He's just going for it. Um, uh, obviously having the doctor deal with more supernatural uh, themed uh, opponents or monsters or whatever you want to call them stories um is going to be really interesting um going forward um you know some of it you know obviously a lot of the science geeks are gonna like you know even the eye cringe you know like the fact that he's talking to ropes i'm kind of like really but i mean that's you know it's silly you just go with it you know no did you hear his explanation that that was because of the influence of the toy maker yes the the whole universe yeah, but that yeah. well, so, I mean, if you're gonna hand wave it, that's actually a pretty good way to hand wave yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I think we were we were thinking that the legions were going to be a little bit more defined, but I guess it's just sort of this loose idea that now uh, magic and the and the doctor doesn't he hesitates to call it refer to it as magic. It's just a different kind of science to him. Yeah, he calls it physics. Yeah. So, um, you know, he is just, you know, so I, I do feel like that's a, an interesting distinction, but it does allow, and I don't think we're going to get this every week, but it does allow, um, I should say every episode, uh, because we don't know what's coming. Like we're not going to get anything for a while. Um, no. but, um, you know, that he's going to be able to play with some stuff that have not really been played with in the doctor universe for a while. No, true. If at all, I don't. I, I'm I'm a hard time remembering any section of Doctor Who, any era of Doctor Who that really plays around with, with magic to any in, uh, fantasy to a degree. Well, anytime there was magic in it or any kind of supernatural, the Doctor said there was always a scientific explanation for it before. What's well, he saying he, here he, too? He actually but... says it here too. But I yeah. mean, that is based in reality. Think about the medieval times. Like a lot of things that they considered witchcraft or magic back then, we can now explain with science pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So it could just yeah. be science that we just don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. No, you're exactly right. And so it's it's interesting with that. I like where they're going with it, though. And I loved how easy Russell played with time travel and changing of history in this mm-hmm. it was really done very well i, I kind of it, it had it had mavity to it yes yeah. it, it had a lot of mavity to it it had, it had and i loved how they carried <laughs> that over i, I love how they you know what that. that's that's something that i can't believe that they're willing to just keep selling that to me tells <laughs> me there's more to it nah, that they're going to come back to it or they just enjoy I, I, trolling yeah also, I was going to say, Dave, I'm like, I, I just feel like, I, I just feel like Russell's like just having some fun and, and it's hard to know, you know, based on RTD's pastime, like sometimes things mean something and sometimes he's just having a laugh and, mm-hmm. and I, and I appreciate that as well. And it's amazing to me, like, cause he knows, he well knows 
that people are going to jump on everything. I mean, look how it's been insane this past, like, just 24 hours or whatever since the episode aired of, of how many theories there are about Miss Flood. And mm-hmm. I know we're going to get into Mrs. Flood, but, but, um, but just, and that's just like, that's just a minor thing about this. I mean, it kind of takes away from the brilliance, I think, of Shooty and, and Millie in this, right? No, agreed. Agreed with it. And, you know, there's a couple other things, you know, who is the mother? Oh, wait, you know, you heard so many theories already. And let's, let's hold these theories off to a little bit longer. You know, in the episode, and I do want to get there. I do want to go back to something that you pointed out, though, Mike, about the the, the time travel, because usually I think that's that's I think Moffat's strength. You know, yeah. Jen, and oh, you were talking about how we've talked how about that tons of times, like that. The characters are would be more RTD strength, and I agree with that. Sometimes, as much as I love Stephen Moffat's work, sometimes characters are just pieces on a chessboard that he's moving along, and mm-hmm. and he does so very well at times, but they don't feel as real sometimes as RTDs do. And, and that's, that's a real strength, but I, I kind of wish that RTD had leaned into the time travel because you sort of have this, especially on Christmas, this sort of like, it's a wonderful life vibe. Like what happens Mm -hmm. if you take someone out of the, of the, the equation, what what happens to everybody else? And we don't get a lot of it. Um, And I kind of wish maybe he had leaned more into that, but I guess, you know, it's only an hour. So what are you going to do? But I did feel like that was a nice homage there. If if it, well, I have to believe it was intended. No. Otherwise, it's just one of those weird coincidences that would mm-hmm. mean that, you know, a goblin ship is coming. Well, exactly. But I loved how they showed, you know, because the damage that the goblin ship did to the apartment when it landed on the roof, it was just, you know, catastrophic in some ways. All the cracks and the glass breaking and everything. And yeah, then when it, to fix it, when it healed, healed it, and it was like, and it fixed, and then they showed the hallway, there was no lights in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Everything was very dank in that house, very depressing. And it was just amazing how they handled that. You can and actually I, see the scene where he actually realizes Ruby's not in the room with them. You can yeah. see that the tone, like the actual picture tone went darker and it just like it slowly went darker and darker and darker until like the lights were gone and even the way that the ladies were dressed was different and the colors in the apartment were actually all darker and not the brighter Mm -hmm. colors that they were when when ruby was there oh very much so and the picture changed Mm -hmm. the polaroid Mm -hmm. picture which was it was just like it was awesome it was just so well done and you know, I can't complain about any of that stuff. And I, and you know, I was not a huge fan of the Jackie Tyler or, you know, you know, stuff like that or the other families. You know, I wasn't even a fan of you know, you know, and like Wolf's family and you know stuff like that. The mother and everything. I thought she was a royal pain in the rump, and it was just like I don't want to see families. But these families um, was just awesome. I thought, you know, the Sunday family was just a great addition to this episode. Well, it was nice to see a supportive family because the other families were not supportive. That was it. That was it. Mm -hmm. They were very supportive. They were very welcoming. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
you know you don't adopt the 33 kids or foster care 33 kids without being welcoming yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and it was interesting that it was because of ruby that she became such a positive force and a positive character Mm -hmm. she didn't want that baby you know in the alternate timeline and everything i don't want to you know now i'm stuck here now i don't want to be you know and it was just it was so powerful with that yeah, well, it's just that. a cash cow to her in that in that mm-hmm. reality. Yeah, she exactly. needed Ruby to help, you know, find her humanity and yeah. her nurturing side. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I love the I names see, of the the parents. I did, see, I did see a criticism about that that said that you know, like, you know, I guess leaning towards that most important person in the universe theory that they they sometimes abuse, but. Um, you know, suggesting that like, oh, well, I can't believe that like, you know, just Ruby's disappearance would make that much of a difference. And it's like one person, that's the whole point of Doctor Who when it's done well, is that one person can make a universe of difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's also well, the point of like, you know, uh, it's a wonderful life. Like it, one person can make a huge difference. And and mm-hmm. I, I like the, like I said, I wish they kind of leaned into that a little bit more in this, but that I like, I got that message. Well, exactly. And it was, what was it? Matt Smith's doctor said, had said, he's never met somebody who was not important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then this goes right to that. Yeah. You have that scene yeah. where he's looking at the fridge with all the pictures missing and he goes, yeah. all those people, all those lives. Yeah. Like in that moment, he saw, 33 people who would not have the lives that they should have had because Ruby wasn't there. Exactly. And, and, no. and Shannon, he cries. He cries. Like when, yes, is, he when, are, when have we seen the doctor cry? Like this doctor is not afraid. He's not afraid to cry. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid to hug. He's not afraid to dance. He's not afraid to sing. Like it is, it is probably the biggest change I dare say to this character in, in, in 60 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fearlessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he's always felt much more removed yeah. from the narrative. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that he isn't participating, but he's not, he's not fully sharing it with everyone around him. And, and I don't feel that way about Shooty's doctor at all. I really feel like he's present. I do think that everyone. there is a wall up. I do think that there is a wall, yeah. but it's, it's a wall with a window. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's thin. <laughs> you, you, when, when, it's he, when, he, when he pulls the curtains aside, you can see in, but it's when he decides that he wants you to see in. I still think that that's, there most, is. that's most, that's most people though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's actually, that's everyone is like, yeah. That, yeah. You know? when, but the, in, the, in that scene still there. In, in the, in the, in the room where he's all of a sudden just says, I'm adopted. And it's mm-hmm. like, everybody's like, I mean, the, the people in the room and the people watching TV are like, what? Like, like <laughs> when does the doctor just open up like that? You know, mm-hmm. like none of the previous doctors have opened mm-hmm. up like that. No. None of them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that he doesn't still have secrets. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just right. saying that he's willing, he's willing to feel things. Yeah. You know, and, and he's willing to let, let other people in to a certain degree. I mean, nobody lets, nobody's a hundred percent transparent. That doesn't, you know, if they were, it would probably be a kind of a scary world. Oh, God, yes. I do think though, there is some confusion. The second time I watched it, I think I was, I was was a little bit better about this, but the first time I watched it, 
I did kind of get the impression that he had, uh, you know, the, 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 the events that we were seeing at the beginning of the episode were actually the beginning of the story. Like he was there when she was dropped off initially and followed her around since then. Um, and I think that was a little confusing because I don't watching it the second time. It was, it, it was made clearer to me that no, no, they're just rerunning that. They're just showing that scene that takes place later in, in the episode. They're just showing it now. Um, but it is, it does kind of depict this story of like he was, he singled her out rather than them just meeting by chance. And I think, mm -hmm. I think that didn't help those people, you know, with give the, uh, you know, it gave ammo to the people who are like, Oh my God, it's the most important girl in the world. You know, like the most important companion and like that kind of thing. I think, I think it, it, it gave them some ammo, which was not necessary. I don't think they needed it. And, um, and, uh, I don't, I didn't feel like after watching the second time, I didn't feel like that was the case that he honestly ran into her, you know, because he was studying this, this whole thing of bad luck or whatever that he was, he was looking at. So. Right. Yeah. No. And that's, that's the interesting thing about it. It was, you know, it was kind of odd, you know, he was at the club, he was fought, you know, he was, they drove past him when, you know, the snowman was about to fall, you know, and it's like, boom, boom, you know, coincidences. Was he just happened to be there or what? Yeah. So. No, I, I think that was, I mean, the, yeah. Cause it, in the second time I watched it, I realized that that was a whole pattern of coincidence and, and coming together that, that the goblins were, you know, feeding off of, uh, mm -hmm. using as, 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 I don't know, as uh, appetizers, if you will. I don't know how yeah. you want to call it, but, but it wasn't, I, I don't feel like, and this could be, I could be wrong, but I, I don't feel like he had singled her out and was following her from like the beginning. I think it just happened that they crossed paths because he was investigating something and she was caught up in something. Yeah. I yeah. Not from, not from birth level of, from the beginning. I, I think from the beginning of, the the interview and like yes. the beginning of those three days definitely yeah, yeah but not absolutely not yeah I don't think he life, yeah I don't like, think he was was watching her and I don't think he was there initially well I mean timey wimey right but yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. he was there initially when she was dropped off the first without, time. yeah the, the first time yes without the goblins being there yeah right yeah. now it's interesting I think there's some very interesting stuff to think about and everything. Was there anything you guys didn't like about this episode? Well, I think I think as 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 cool looking and as neat as the goblins are, they're just kind of there. There's no uh, there's no we don't get any sort of real characterization of them. Uh, we get zero yeah. characterization. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Remember. They're just yeah. they're just they're just animals, really. Um, and that's, that's, you know, usually the doctor fleshes that like doctor who fleshes out even like the worst of villains and monsters a little bit more than these guys are. But I mean, they, they looked really good to everybody's point. I think they, they were animated very well. Uh, again, I applaud the use of puppets. I mean, we are, they are full on using puppets <laughs> now in Doctor Who, which oh, I yeah. love. Um, 
the song was was I, I thought the song was fun. Uh, I'm glad they released it as a single and and yes. made a lot of money for children in need, which is so ironically delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much. So. Has it Very reached delicious. number one yet? Uh, that I don't know. I, I wasn't keeping. Last I saw it was four. I didn't. I haven't seen if it's gotten higher than four. I know it's over Wham and Mariah. Woo! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Thank goodness. That's something. Yeah. Exactly. Hang on, I'm going to go. Take, take that, Whamageddon. Yes. And I I made it through, so I was safe. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the, I, the, the columns were basically a plot device. They were not, they were totally they were not fleshed device. out any more than that. Especially the Goblin King, you learn absolutely nothing right. about, yeah. about it, it's him It's just at a blob. It, yeah. Even like, even the like, sort of like, how does this work? Like, they're all like going, yeah, we're going to eat the baby. But it really seems like it's only one thing eating the baby and then when yeah you've got like a hundred goblins and one baby yeah and then when yeah. it gets destroyed the whole thing goes away and fit like you're just like yeah but you know and i think you know russell t can wave it off it's just hand magic you know but there's obviously like a uh to to see some of the other influences that rtd is bringing in like a labyrinth uh, big time labyrinth vibes. oh big mm-hmm. time yeah people were calling it the david bowie episode of doctor who sure sure yeah um, so I could, I could definitely see that as well. Um, and, but they were, you know, I mean, you only got an hour. So, uh, I guess, you know, if they, if they were going to have a villainous monster that just showed up to be cannon fodder for nothing else for no like, then why not these guys? You know, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't actually look at them go, not like the last special where we, I was like, man, I really wish we got to spend a little bit more time with the puppet, um, with the uh, toy maker, just mm-hmm. because I found him so fascinating. Um, I wasn't like thinking, oh man, I want to spend more time with these goblins. And I think also there's the whole like goblins versus gremlins thing. I don't know if Russell T purposefully confused the two, but gremlins are usually known to be the ones that are like cause accidents and equipment yeah. failure and stuff like that. Not goblins, but, you know, I mean, whatever. A goblin yeah. by any other name. It, in saying that we only had an hour, it's worth noting we don't have to only have an hour now. It's we, true. We, we, we have to well, fit into the British TV, but they don't have commercials. They don't have, they've got a very different setup. So we, and with the streaming, we've got a lot more flexibility to just, you know what, we're going to do an hour and a half, or we're going to do a two-hour special. Yeah, well, They should be consistent normally, but this is a special. They could yeah. have gotten away, and it should have, honestly. I think this should have been at least 90 minutes. Well, that I think, I think despite the fact that it's on streaming in Disney, I mean, they've made it pretty clear that the BBC still has a lot of control. Mm. And, oh, yeah. oh, you know, the BBC oh, yeah, says yeah. it's only an hour. It's only it's an hour. It's only an hour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think, oh, I'm not saying that that was Russell's issue. I, he may have even written it as a 90 minute. We've seen that happen a few times. Yeah. Where it's been, here's eight episodes, you have six. Oh, crud. And we really have no idea, uh, True. you know, how well, he's not nor we ever really know how well this did. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. in terms of, we know we've got some ratings, some overnight ratings came in from Britain. But as far as the Disney numbers, you know, Good luck trying to get those. Yeah. We'll have no mm-hmm. idea how successful it is being for Disney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, too, because I definitely felt this was for a family. and But, you know, the whole thing when they showed the Goblin King get the uh, spire from the church, 
right through the gut. Judy was even like, ooh, you know, type thing, you know, type when we were watching it. And no blood. No blood, thank goodness. But, you know, well, I mean, yeah, and they just sort of go, they go poof. There's not like, you know, there's nothing afterwards. It's like if you have a, you kill a head vampire, the rest of the vampire. Right, right, exactly. It's still still family viewing. Yes. And so it was interesting. The one thing I didn't like, and I still don't like, I do not like the new Sonic screwdriver. I don't like it either. No. Although, screwdrivers. Uh, it, it should be called oh it's my sonic or it's my remote control or whatever yeah. you know it looks like yeah. a universal tv remote i mean it was well, never a screwdriver in the first place well, so I, I, don't, I just don't no. it doesn't matter oh. to me it's just well, his device that he uses when they can't yeah. figure out any other way out of the plot <laughs> but I, I did like that he couldn't use it on the wood you know they you know yeah that was funny yeah that was awesome and i I loved how all the different knots meant something on the boat you know and everything like i like how the the sonic screwdriver is kind of different like i'm not mad at that i just i don't know it felt it felt weird like it felt like it didn't belong and i don't and i don't know why like i can't explain it It i was watching it i'm like i don't understand why Hopefully we won't go back to having it become a force field generator or a, you know. A, you I know, didn't it, mind that. That felt like it fit. Did it? it and honestly, as much as I'm not a fan of this one, I like it better than Jody's. Okay. I'll I think that, that one just seemed, that one was just a really weird design. It mm-hmm. kind of fit with what the TARDIS was doing, but how'd you make that out of a spoon? Like it just, it didn't. It just didn't work for me, and and never did it work for me compared to most of the other ones. Whereas this one feels less like a screwdriver, but actively more real. It seems more like a useful device yeah, <laughs> than they exactly. usually are, frankly. And I love that it has. If you if you go to find the video on YouTube of him kind of talking about it, it's got a Rwandan saying on it, written in Gallifreyan. Of course, mm-hmm. which which I absolutely love that. I love that, that conclusion. Words are sharper than the sword, or something like that, right? Yes, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It says something like that, which is great for the doctor. And I think, look, I mean, I don't. I mean, for branding purposes, I think that's why they're calling it a, a sonic screwdriver as opposed to sonic, whatever you want to else word you want to use. I love it. I loved it when Capaldi had the sonic sunglasses. Mm-hmm. I love any sort of switcheroo with that. So, mm-hmm. so, so I, far. I, and, and what's most important is that Shooty looks so comfortable with it that I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. his sonic. It's yeah. his sonic. So, so far we've had a sonic screwdriver. We've had a sonic sunglasses, sonic lipstick. Yeah. That was and a sonic trowel. What else was there? I don't remember the Sonic Trail. River Song. Okay. I had the had the Sonic Trail. Hmm. Good for digging and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. I you vaguely, know. vaguely rec- remember that as you say it, but yes. so I, but I, 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 try, I trust you. Like a callback to to her, well, her yeah. grandfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so, because she was an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, I love that episode. Doctor Sonic me and Amy went. <laughs> you two are so a couple. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think he used it in any way that really 
uh, annoyed me in this story anyway. Like I didn't feel no. like, I mean, it just seemed like, okay. I mean, it can control electronic stuff. We've seen that before. And oh, yeah. he switched the light. Like, you know, I mean, it did what it needed to do. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. No, I don't functionality wise. No, of course not. I'm just talking about the look of it. I'm, I have to get used to it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I did like, um, though the gloves were pretty awesome. The gloves the were cool. Gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how he had to recharge them. Yeah. yeah well, that was a good Easter egg cool. for the Rose and the, uh, when Rose first meets Captain Jack mm-hmm. yeah. and she's hanging from the ladder and, and she does, she gets rope burn on her hands and Captain Jack has to heal them. Oh, with the nanobots. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a really good Easter egg there. Mm-hmm. There's and a lot of good nods to the old stuff. We have yeah. seen, you know, many times where the doctor is hung from the TARDIS, like the 11 hanging from the, tar- mm-hmm. from the TARDIS, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, I mean, well, that, that seems to be like something that they have to feel like they have to include as well. Well, it also mm-hmm. shows that, I mean, I think it shows the new character of the doctor. It's like, I actually care that this hurt my companion. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to fix that. It showed that he learned from his mistakes. Right, right. Oh, very much so. And that's pretty awesome. And I think it was overall, this was a fun episode and it was a good family thing to watch with your family sitting mm-hmm. around, you know, on Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's certainly awesome. better than some of the other Christmas episodes we've yep. endured. <laughs> that's true. That's very, very true. <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see where it ties into the next season and might as well jump in now. And all right. Mrs. Flood. Mrs. Flood. I want a musical episode because that's the perfect introduction to Mr. Flood. (laughs) 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 To be, of course, Brian May. Of course. Of course. course. Yeah, seeing seeing, uh, Mrs. Brian May there was, was, yeah, because that's why I think of her. I don't think of her as EastEnders. But uh, uh, even though she was on there for... Oh man, a long time. That's how I yes. know her uh, is as Eastenders. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I you know everybody's uh, offering all these like you know <laughs> the standard like she's the Ronnie, she's Rivers, yeah. she's this, she's that. She, her name's Flood, so it's got to be you know tied in with Pond and River and all that. I mean, you know, I'm like, well, maybe. You know, maybe uh, her character from EastEnders, uh, Angie Watts, like just just decided like she was tired of being in the East End and went to Notting and went to live in Notting Hill, like and move up in the world. So like, and that's what and she knows a TARDIS because guess what? We know that a TARDIS has been to the EastEnders. Like we know that that's happened because we watched Dimensions in Time not too long ago. So right, yeah, but I think there is something else going on there. I don't know what it is. I see a lot of people already getting upset about it, which I... I actually like that. Why? I like that as, like, almost like the subplot. Like, you have, like, the regular plot that's, you know, about the companions. But then there's, like, always that, like, fun little story underneath. And I like that Mrs. Flood is going to be that for us. Well, we've got... There's too many questions. We've got all the... We've got yeah. all the things that, that Russell T opened up or left open hanging, you know, from the specials. Right. Uh, yeah. The three specials. And now we've got two more in addition to that. And one is, of course, Ruby's parentage and two now Mrs. Flood. Now. Oh, God. I've, are I've they, heard so many about 
the parents already. Are they are they the same? Are they you know? It, are the are these all four separate threads? Do some of them link up? We we obviously it's too early to know. I think Mrs. Flood um, does know who her parents are. Do you think you so you think Mrs. Flood knows who Ruby's parents? Yeah, are? the real parents. Who the real parents Ooh, that's are? Interesting. I think she does know. Okay. Just because there's there's almost like too much fondness for like like a neighbor situation. Like, there does seem to be a weird change in Mrs. Flood. Mm-hmm. In the first half, she's like, what is this blue box doing here? It's in my way. You put this here because you don't like me. She's she's grouchy. Mm-hmm. She's not. Yeah. She's not. And then then the doctor like goes back in time, comes back. And now Mrs. Flood seems to be a lot more personable. She's beaming and smiling and she knows what the TARDIS is. Now, I, you know, I don't know what, obviously the episode itself doesn't explain that change, but something changed there. So I don't know what, what that could be, but. It's like, as soon as she knew that it wasn't just a police box. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, she was almost excited and giddy for the adventures that were about mm-hmm. to ensue, even though she isn't yeah. joining. She specifically says in the beginning, when she's complaining about it being on the street, like, I haven't seen one of these in 50 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that's so- the, the vibe I get is that, like you said, she didn't know in the beginning what it was, but at some point she's going to have an adventure. Yeah, something's going to happen. Yeah, and then she's going to be able to recognize the TARDIS because he takes her back in time or she meets it back in time or something happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe. To change her outlook. I saw, and I have no, I assume it is fake, but I saw what was looked like a screenshot of, like, here's all the episodes and the beginning of a description, like you would see on Disney Plus or whatever. And it, and it had short descriptions, including an episode that very much had Mrs. Flood about, I think it was like around episode five or six of the season um, as the thumbnail. I am assuming it's that is completely fake. Oh, I'm sure but it's that, fake. Yeah, but I, at the same time, who knows? It, it could be... <laughs> it, it, there's enough people going, hey, Mrs. Flood, Mrs. Flood, Mrs. Flood. Even if she was just a red herring and, and it's just RTD blowing stuff at us, which I hope is not the case. There's enough that I think he, she could come back at this point. She would have to come, be coming back in, you know, Shooty's third season. Well, but I think it would be a nice way to, and I would almost be better. I would almost like the last episode for Shooty to be that episode where she changes, where he picks her up, drops her back off on day one, on episode one for him. Mm-hmm. Well, IMDb does have this episode as part of like the first episode of season 14 on mm-hmm. their thing and they have a listing for season 15. There's no like names or titles or descriptions for the episodes, but they already have all of 14 and 15 like numbered out. So, mm-hmm. it's possible somebody did leak some stuff that may or may not be accurate mm-hmm. now because Nine times out of ten, they change all of that. I've learned from that. I am not predicting anymore. I'm not. <laughs> <getting> <laughs> I've had egg too much on my face. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, it's like, hey, how could I make an ass out of myself this time by predicting? <laughs> oh, and, you yeah, know, that, uh, you don't need predicting for that, my friend. No, I know. It's an everyday thing, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, I have seen, I have seen people that uh, think that you know she was the one who picked up the gold tooth. Uh, I have seen people that uh, believe that she is the one who waits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because not obviously possible. she's sitting on the on the maybe she's maybe that's not the original that's the same Mrs. Flood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's too, way too early, way too early mm-hmm. to tell. I don't mind him putting these things. I mean, obviously, and to be honest with you, I couldn't take it seriously. I thought he was just having some fun because, I mean, she breaks the fourth wall and mm-hmm. looks right at the camera. And is like, he doesn't know what a dart is or whatever, like mm-hmm. like you and I do. And I'm like, whoa, she's like talking to me. And I'm like, um, I okay, thought so that this was is just some holiday talk. fun. I, th- I mean, it could be. Because that because her character did that in EastEnders. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be. She, I, I looked it up and, you know, she's not in she doesn't look like she appears in the dimensions in time East Enders crossover. No. So, um, so I, I don't, you know, I mean, you could, you could say that she might've been there. So therefore that's how she knows what a TARDIS is, but, um, but she didn't seem to know that in the beginning of the story, <laughs> she knew what a TARDIS was at the end. So I think to me, that was the big difference uh, watching it a second time with her. But apart from that, I have no clues. I have no clues. I have no guesses as to who Ruby's parents are. Uh, and I, I'm not really going to strain myself to try to figure it out. I mean, most of the no. people who are coming up with these ideas are just setting themselves up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't have any clue. They don't have any clue. They're just sending yeah. what they want to happen. Right. And if RTD doesn't, like, you know, do what they want, then, you know, yeah. it's really badly written. I mean, it still could be, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if this were, if this were Moffat at the helm, I would strongly suspect that the woman dropping off Ruby was Ruby herself. Um, because that just seems like the thing that Moffat would do. <laughs> yeah. Not that, not that Ruby's her own mom, but you know, that she is the one that's actually dropping her off. It did look a little bit like her boots. I mean, it did, but it also looked like her teen's boots. It also looked like Clara's boots. It looked like you yeah. know, yeah. there's yeah. so many people that could. They did, what it did not look like is period appropriate boots, though. No, no, it did no. not. I and I, I get a feeling that we're going to see that scene from another angle, or we're going to see oh, more yeah. that happens in that scene later on, yeah. just because it didn't seem to make sense to me that the doctor had an opportunity to, to see her, to run her down, to take her right. with he her, to meet her. Does not. And or, he does not. Or it that doesn't seem her, like this yeah. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that doesn't seem like something that this doctor would do. So I was very confused I, by that. Like yeah, I watched that yeah. scene. I'm like, why didn't he at least interact with her? Like, we don't need like, to hey, see who she was. Just like, just call out her. Yeah. Like I would have been perfectly fine not knowing who she was. And that's something that we like developed down the road. But I was like, the doctor didn't go to her. The doctor didn't say anything to this person or at least like see this person's face. And I'm like, that's weird. That's not, yeah. 
mm, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, yeah. especially this doctor. Yeah. He seems so open and not secretive and wanting mm-hmm. to help and 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 hug people and all that. It doesn't seem like something that he would do deliberately to hurt somebody or not find out about something. So no, exactly. I, I, I feel like there's more there that we're going to find out. It was interesting, too, because, you know, when the doctor went back, he had the opportunity to find out who the mother was. It almost seemed like he knew already in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he but, looks, even though he knows what's about to happen, he looks very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, exactly. He looks very sad about it. And I think, I think he might be aware of something that's coming mm-hmm. um, simply because, you know, when he drops off Ruby, and before he goes to like say hi to her again, he you know he has that look on his face, and and Mrs. Flood says, "Hey, what's what's wrong?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Maybe I'm the bad luck." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. We know that he we know that he's been bad luck to companions before. Well, that's mm-hmm. what they. That's what the toy maker was hinting at. <laughs> Not yeah. hinting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, coming right out and saying. Yeah. That's okay. with, complete with a with a puppet show. Yes. <laughs> and that Any was all right. Pond. Sorry, I love that snip. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I found it interesting, and we've seen all of these images, kind of of him in all of these different costumes. We 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 saw. Th- four costumes, three and a half costumes in this episode alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because he was wearing the first revealed costume with that really funky suit, which I really love. I think that's the most Dr. Shing he's been worn. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the weird hat. Yeah. Um, and then we saw him with, with the kilt. And then we saw him with the jacket and the kilt. Yes. And then we saw him with his right, which is, I'm only counting as a half a costume. Saw him with his, what he has described on video as bad as his base doctor look. Yes. The, and the then we're with a different sweater again mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be cosplayers are probably just drooling right now yeah. <laughs> their hair Especially, one or the other. Yeah. Especially if you look you at the, you trailer. Know, the, first, yeah. the, the trailer for yeah. the new season, Mike, like you were mm-hmm. going to say, like there's even, I think, at least four more different outfits in that. I mean, I've already yeah. saw yeah. somebody That's do... That's only 30 seconds long. I mean, yeah. I've already saw somebody do um, the his first regeneration where he's just in his like underwear and shirt. I've already seen somebody cosplay <laughs> that. So like, yeah. we are two out of two for him without pants at some point. So I, I, I say def- I'm calling it right now. And he can I, pull I it off. I can't, I can't predict much when it comes to doctor who or really anything in life, but uh, I I'm predicting this, that it, at there will be at dragon con next year, a whole host of people just uh-huh. cosplaying, the 15th Doctor in different outfits. There's going to be like a hundred different outfits, a hundred different cosplayers. Should be. They should be. Yeah, yeah, I think I it's awesome. All for it. All for yeah. it. And, uh, you know, hey, it makes great, you know, I mean, the endless amount of toys they can sell. Yes. Oh, very much yeah. so. The only thing I didn't like about any of the costumes was that, was I don't believe that was an original tartan. I wish they had had a, like a, a Doctor Who tartan i don't know which i i I don't know them well enough to be able to say oh that's that tartan that did not appear to be a new i think created one i think i saw a tiktok where somebody said hey this is the tartan that that his kilt was yeah and it belongs to this family from this 
yeah. and like all that. So the information which could be which could be something of, personal to him. I well. figured he was just using one of Jamie's old. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, maybe. I, he grew up in Scotland, so maybe it does mean yeah. something to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, but I have to have an official Doctor Who tartan would have been that would have been cool. Gallifrey and tartan would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool, and not the first show to have done that. Yep. Yeah, no, don't disagree with that. Yeah. All right, yeah. any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one, my friends? I'm actually going to throw something out there. I think. This is Gen Z's Doctor Who. Yes. Oh, very much I, so. I really honestly think, like, a lot of, like, old-time Who people might not connect with this the way that they did with previous you know, regenerations. And I th- Oh, I've, I've seen people come out already and say, yeah. Doctor Who's down passed me by. This is not my, this is not yeah. my generation of Doctor Who. So, like, I feel like... Because I was kind of like thinking about that and looking back at it, I'm like nine and ten were definitely more like Gen X, maybe elder millennial, but mostly like Gen X. And then you have like eleven, who is definitely millennial, and then twelve and thirteen, oh, and fourteen are definitely on like that millennial spectrum of, mm-hmm. of everything. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting to see how the Doctor is evolving with generations that are coming into adulthood and are running the adulthood era in those moments and i'm like okay this is interesting to see how this generation's doctor is going to arc and turn and Mm -hmm. and change i watched the previous specials with gen z gen alpha and have a bunch of teacher friends of that age as well and that's what they're Kids on the on the schoolyard are talking about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Watching those first couple of specials, they didn't bat an eye at all these things that people said. Oh, it's all woke. Just, oh. That's that's just normal. There's that's so normal many fripping YouTube videos now. Doctor Who's yeah. too woke. Oh, Disney's planning on canceling it because of the wokeness. And it's like, really, Disney? Yeah, no. Woke. It's just it, yeah, this no. is just Gen, Gen Z. This is you're the people who passed by and it did so intentionally. Exactly. And, well, and and I and I have to give credit for Russell for taking like I was really probably among all of us I was the most critical and most hesitant and most worried about Russell T you know splitting 14 and 15 and having both around at the same time just because I thought here he is trying to have his cake and eat it too after watching this episode I mean it still remains to be seen but after watching this episode it's apparent to me that Russell is what a glorious cake this is. I mean, it is unlike anything else we've seen from the doctor. I mean, yes, the kernel of his, his being is still there. He's not completely unrecognizable, but he's such a different, this is this 15th incarnation. And this is the most risky, the the most, the, the most different one, the most diverse one they've ever done. And I mean, what a big swing. If that, I have to believe that when Russell T signed the contract to come back, this is why he came back. Not to work with, not to work with David. I mean, sure. That's fun. Not to just bring back old villains, not to troll people, troll fans or whatever, but to do this. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where this season goes. I wish Mm -hmm. this man, April or whenever it can't get here fast enough. No, agreed. May. They've announced May. it's May. It's May. May. It's May. Yes. Of course it's May. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, it's well, to we've me. We've got plenty to talk about to fill it because up because R- RTD is not the same writer he was yeah. in the beginning of Doctor no. Who. He has matured a lot. He has written a lot more. Um, he he's uh, just an entirely different person now, and I, it's going to be fascinating actually comparing this era to his earlier era once this is all all over with. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think he's he's more fearless now. He's more secure in his writing now. He's more willing to take chances, more willing to take risks. And BBC um, is, is more willing to let him take yes, risks. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yeah. very true. And um, but also he's a, a different personality than some former showrunners. He's more in you know re- he's more liable to stand up to, uh, you know, suits that come to him and say, oh, you can't do this. And he's like, oh, yes, I can. And I will. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I am, God, I am so jazzed for this next season. I can't Oh, wait. I'm excited about it. And mm-hmm. the trailer for next time looks amazing. But, yes. But yep. I think we're going to hold off from talking about that, though, till our next episode, since that's going to be the live State of Doctor Who type mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be the better way to do it. All right, let's go ahead and rate this one. One out of five Tardises, five being the best, one being the worst. Shannon, I'm going to let you go first this time. Okay. Um, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to say this is a four for me. I think okay. overall it's an amazing episode. I think, you know, Look-wise, it was great. You know, the song was fun and cute. I think it was a really great introduction for this new chapter for Doctor Who. But there's a few things that I just, like, it sits, my gut says, mm, let's wait and see what happens. And so because my gut is like, eh, something's, something's off, I'm going to sit back and, and say it's only a four. But it's a very strong four. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mary. I'm also going to give it a four. Uh, I think it it does in in some ways suffer from Christmas special itis, in that um, he's trying to appeal to a broader mass of people than than maybe normally, uh, and you know that happens with with a lot of Doctor Who Christmas specials, and they're on a varying spectrums. And some of RTDs are some of the worst ones, to be honest. This one, I think, is is a good Christmas special, but it does bother me that, like we were talking about before, that the goblins really were just a plot device. They were not, they didn't really serve much of a purpose there, and I think he could have probably done a better job with that. But still, you know, it's so enjoyable, and the most important thing to me was, you know, did I feel like Shooty was the doctor? And I absolutely did from the very beginning. I had no problem at all of, you know, saying, okay, this is absolutely the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, it's definitely a four. Okay. Mr. Chapman. I'm going to give it a 4.7. Okay. (laughs) That's pretty four. It is. I I came, when I did a live watch of this, and I'm like, I'm going to, I have to figure out why this isn't a 10, or if that's just my, my, of it. And, I, and it definitely is partly just the excitement factor there. But most of the flaws are so minor. And even the, 
I think some there's something I'm going to wait and see factor that Shannon mentioned. I get as a good thing. It's not, uh, I'm going to wait and see so much as, oh my God, I can't wait to see for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed with that. It's a lot of wait and see. Mr. Mike, what about you, sir? Um, uh, four, four doesn't seem like enough though, but I can't go like Dave, I can't go full five. Um, so we'll say four and a half. Um, like I said, I wish they'd kind of leaned more into the, it's a wonderful life story. Cause I think that was like a really, would have been a really nice way to tie things together. And you didn't need the goblins to do that. Um, although they're fun, uh, but they're little else. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fun and they've, they've given me an earworm. So thanks for that. Murray gold. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he's so good at that. Damn him. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah. And, and I think, you know, I get it, you know, it's episodic storytelling, you know, everybody's binging stuff. So you just, you know, you just don't do anything that's just single stories anymore, but you know, Russell T left two big dangling plot threads out there for everybody to speculate. And I kind of feel like, I wish less emphasis had been on those because I feel like that was taken on, like that took away from the beauty that was this first appearance, really this first team up of the 15th doctor and Ruby, who I really, really loved. And every time they were on screen together, I was like, this is, I can't wait to see more of this. This is great. Um, So yeah and 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 you know comparing it to other christmas specials or you know first episodes of of doctors i mean that'll that'll come you know as far as ranking all those but um for now we'll just give it a four and a half awesome all right um for me i'm gonna do a 14 and a half no just kidding um (laughs) i will do a easy it's easily for me. A four Are you by generating your rating? How <laughs> did you get this recording? That's exactly where I was going. And then I could do it twice, so it's perfect. So it's um, for me. It's going to be an easy four and a half. It was enjoyable. This is going to be one I'm going to enjoy watching over and over again. None of the New Year specials that Chibnall did with Jody's era, I've gone back to watch at all. And even the one with Captain Jack. And I just, I have no interest. It was, they were okay. They weren't, wow, this is great. This was great. This was a great first story for a new doctor. This was one of the better introductions of a new companion. This is a very, the story moved. It didn't feel like it was dragging at all. And it opened so many questions for what's to come. And that's what is great about new Doctor Who. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I am excited to May. I'm excited to see all what I saw in the trailer and everything I've been hearing. And, you know, it just keeps on seeming, oh, this person's going to be on Doctor Who. This person, how they're already casting and making announcements for the next season already 
because they want people excited for it and they're getting it, damn it. And that's the wonderful thing about it. So, you know what, folks? We got a lot of great stuff headed our way. And, like I, have yeah. to give, I have to give your your rating of four and a half a five TARDISes because not only does it agree with mine, but also the fact that not only did you buy generate your rating, but you actually slipped in a Chibnall bash too. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's like you went for the trifecta, my friend. <laughs> I can end 2023 with a bang. That's what I love to say. This is the great thing about it, folks. And that's going to wrap up the episode for tonight, folks. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, Little programming note. We will be back on Tuesday, the 9th of January, and we are going to be doing a live episode. We are going to be talking all about the three holiday specials or the 60th anniversary ones. And we're also going to be talking about the Christmas special all together, you know, and we're going to talk, talk basically about the state of Hootam, about what, where it's going, the who verse, whatever they want to call it. And it's going to be a ton of fun. And it's always fun to do a live episode. It's been a while since we've done one of those. So we'll be up on StreamYard and we'll put in places that we're, you'll be able to find us. And I think that is also, I can announce it now, going to be the premiering of our brand new YouTube channel Woo! starting in 20 Woo! starting in 2024 our station who is going video so we will have a video presence also so please check us out and you know what we'll have lots of fun with it and it's just more work for me so it's hey what the hell you know, <laughs> you know it's it, it's cool and we're looking forward to it and it's going to be neat to have an experience with all of you guys and to be able to share it with you guys because 2024 is going to be a banner year for Doctor Who and we might as well expand with it and everything. So it's going to be a ton of fun. All right, folks, let's thank everyone for joining us tonight. Shannon, thank you for being here tonight. We do appreciate you. More than welcome. I always love being on. We love having you. And Mr. Dave, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on the last second. No, it was. We were supposed to actually have Melanie Dean on with us originally. Yeah. And she got the stomach flu Ooh. that's been going oh, around. Man. And so it's... Two for two with recordings on that. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, she's not having a good... Uh, we, we had to cancel a show for her, from her, too. So yeah. yep, it's, exactly. it's, not a na- it's not a fun one, apparently. She's going through some nastiness. Mm-hmm. But she'll be back. She's already agreed to appear on our next episode. So there we go. Yay. We can't do a live episode without her anyway. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's in her contract. And let's thank our regulars, of course. Mary Ogle, it's been wonderful broadcasting with you for the last Yay. year. Thank Looking you. forward to 2024. Yes, I've been really, really enjoying these these watching New Who again and talking about it. I missed everybody so much talking about New Who. I cannot wait for this next season to start. Oh, I know. And it's going to be interesting to see what we got coming to us. I want to promote your work real quick. You can find me at mariogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Awesome. And Mr. Mike Gordon, my partner in crime. Thank you, sir, for being here all all the time. You know, you since episode one, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so and since episode one. Given. Exactly. And since since the very first episode, even before that, when we were doing our Doctor Who coverage in Air Station One, it has been my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you guys. I hope everybody here has a happy new year. Hope everyone could spend the time with their family, 
If you need to catch us, please catch us over wherever you watch or listen to find podcasts as jumping ahead with video and everything <laughs> saying watch us and everything <laughs> soon, very soon. But yes, listen to us anywhere fine podcasts are found. And if you've made it this far into the show, give us five stars, you know, like us, you know, give us a review. We would really appreciate you guys. And you know what? You could also be found as a great Facebook group on, you know, Facebook. <laughs> And we're going to also, on top of on top of YouTube, we're also going to have a presence up on Instagram. That's right. We're finally going to have an Earth Station Who page up on uh, Instagram also. So we'll be up there also. So definitely, I'm on vacation this week. I don't have anything else to do, you know. <laughs> so, you know, so I'll, I'll play around with that kind of stuff. But please, also feedback at Earth Station Who is the best way to get in touch with us if you need to write us or anything. Thank you so much, everyone. Till next time, have a great New Year's. Be safe. Hug your loved ones. And you know what? Watch out for that blue box. It's headed your way. You've been listening to Earth Station Who, a pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from throughout space and time. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individuals and are to be used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our show wherever fine podcasts are found or check out our website, earthstationwho.com. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the show, please write to us at feedback at earthstationwho.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the next journey of Earth Station Who. Drew Leiter here, inviting you to join Cletus Jacobs and I every week as we dive deeper into the dawn of DC. We review DC comics, television, movies, and more. We're excited to finish the final season of Doom Patrol, return to Sweet Tooth for its second season, and check out the Netflix series Bodies. Get all your DC news on the Earth Station DCU podcast, part of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.